This is what uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was telling the Jewish people uh, as they were, um, you know, about to enter the land of Israel. And Moshe Rabbeinu uh, was about to pass away. This was actually on the last day before he... He's passing away. He's instructing the Jewish people to listen to the mitzvahs, to the uh, commandments of Hashem. But he uses here the language, a little bit strange language, as the Alter Rebbe is going to uh, analyze. He says here the words, Ki ha-mitzvah for this mitzvah. Now this is in a singular language. He says, this mitzvah that I command you today, he's basically saying, It isn't hidden from you, it's not covered from you, and it's not distant. Basically telling them that they have the ability to fulfill the mitzvahs, it's something that they should do. And the question really, what he's wondering over here is, why is he talking about a specific mitzvah? Which is the specific mitzvah that he's referring to? He's saying that this mitzvah that I command you today is not distant. What mitzvah was he talking about? Now, as we'll learn... Thank you. As we'll learn later on, the Mimer, right uh, by, by the end of the Mimer, we'll see that what we were actually talking about here is the mitzvah of teshuva, the mitzvah of repentance. That specifically, Moshe Rabbeinu was referring to the mitzvah of repentance, that repentance is not uh, distance from you, as we will see that, you know, this is a time of year. And it was a time at that time in which repentance and getting, preparing ourselves for the high holidays for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So he says, Lahavin, so second line, you have the place? So Lahavin, in order to understand, Mahu HaMitzvah Hazois, what is this mitzvah? So he says, It doesn't really go, it doesn't apply. It doesn't. He's not really talking about the entire Torah, because had he been talking about all of the Torah, like trying to tell us that the whole Torah is close and it's not distance, then he would have used the language kikol Then he should have said for all the mitzvahs. He's talking about here a particular mitzvah because there's this mitzvah ki hamitzvah which is this mitzvah that he's talking about. So what is he talking about? And also he's wondering that there's another hint in this verse because What is the added words that I command you? He says, this mitzvah is not distant from you. Why is he adding the words that I command you? The Alter Rebbe is going to go on to explain the whole idea of in the Ten Commandments, Hashem began the words of with Anoichi Hashem Elikecha, I am God, your God. There is a procedure, there is a level that Anoichi, which is the level of Hashem, which is called I, that's called Anoichi. Then we have another level of Hashem, which is called Hashem, because Hashem is already a description, it's a name, versus the word I, I doesn't have anything, I just means I, whoever I am. And the Al-Tareb is going to explain how this is 
connected specifically that this mitzvah is asher anoichi, that anoichi mitzvah how the level of teshuva and the level of this mitzvah draws down the level of anoichi all the ways to the person that learned the he, as we will learn later on in the Maimur. So he says, Hinei, kol ha-mitzvahs, all the mitzvahs are called nikroim b'shem mitzvahs Hashem. They're mitzvahs of Hashem. Now again, in the Maimur, in this context over here, he wants to make a distinction over here. He wants to explain that they're called mitzvahs of Hashem as opposed to mitzvahs of Anoichi. So he wants to point to the fact that there is different levels. Whose mitzvahs are they? Anyways, right? When we talk about mitzvahs. Okay, well, we use it as God's commands. But when we come to the verse, and we come to the Kabbalah, and we come to the meaning over here, we're going to see that the mitzvahs, the way they descend and they come down to us, those are called the mitzvahs of Hashem. They're mitzvahs of the Yudke Vavke, as we're going to see, specifically the mitzvahs of Hashem. Now, where do we find? Because the Pasuk uses many times, the verse says, it refers to the mitzvahs as mitzvahs of Hashem. So he's saying to you, they're called mitzvahs Hashem. Why are they called mitzvahs Hashem? Why are they called mitzvahs Hashem? So he says, how many mitzvahs do we have? We have 613 mitzvahs. That's how many mitzvahs. We have 248 positive mitzvahs, and we have 365 prohibitions. Together equals 613. That's why we say tariag. We have 613 mitzvahs. Now these 613 mitzvahs are corresponding to the 613 types of energies and lights that come from Hashem. Which means every mitzvah that we do, we draw down a certain level of light, a certain level of energy, an oil from the level of Hashem. Those are called, those lights are called limbs. They're like the limbs of Hashem because the, just like there are 613 mitzvahs, we say, there's also the human body is divided between 248 limbs and also 365 veins. So these are the uh, corresponding limbs to the mitzvahs. And so to speak, Hashem's limbs are the limbs of the level of the Yud Kevav, as we will see. So he says, Kiramach mitzvah the 248 positive mitzvahs, Heim Ramach Eivorim Bemalko. Those are the 248 limbs of the king. Who is the king? The king is Hashem. So Hashem is the king, the 248 is his limbs, and that's why they are mitzvahs of Hashem. In the beginning of Hashem's words, in the ten sayings, Posach, Hashem opened up by saying, Anoichi Hashem Elikecho. God opens up the Ten Commandments, the Ten Saying, by saying, I am God, your God. So, what does it mean when we say, I am God, your God? Normally, when you say 
to somebody, I am, you know how to, you know who he is when you say I am. So you're telling somebody, somebody you can be identified, sort of, who you are. But we know that Hashem has really no identity. There's no identity. You can't, he's not defined. There's no identity to him. It seems it's not understood. How does it apply to say about Hashem, blessed be He, that He's coming to tell us, I am God, your God. So we're trying to say, somebody who's identifying, I, in other words, you know who I am, and I'm telling you that I am God, your God. But He said, this really only doesn't apply but by a person. A human being, who, who owns a body, who is a body, he is shaped. Utmona has an image. You do, a known image. Then you can say he is it. Oh, you're pointing, you can point it. As opposed to Hashem, blessed be he. There is no thought that can really capture, understand him at all. And it's written, The Torah says you hadn't seen any image when Hashem spoke to you. Basically, that Hashem, there is no image, there is no body, there is no physicality that you can attribute to, to Hashem. So how are you going to say, I... Like he's trying to say, I am such, but you know, who is this I? I mean, who, who, who is he talking about? He's not identifiable. Uh, so, we're saying like this. Hashem didn't come by Matan Torah to just start to identify himself. Because that would be, he doesn't have an identity, he couldn't start, when Hashem is saying the, 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 the Ten Commandments, he's not coming and introducing them, He is coming to identify himself, he's saying, I am such and such to the Bnei Yisrael. In other words, that's his sort of uh, trying to tell them who he is. That's not the case. Because the truth of the matter is, the Jewish people always had a recognition and a knowledge that there is a God. They knew that all along. They knew that even before. In other words, that wasn't the first introduction. Hashem doesn't introduce himself by saying, well, I am God, your God, without them knowing who he is. That's not the case, because Hashem was known to them way, way before. There is something special that is taking place at that time. What Hashem was trying to tell them at the time is that he is the one... Anochi is the one who is Hashem, as we're going to learn inside what he says like this. So he says like this. who? Uh, but the idea is like this. behold, Just to know God's, his blessed godliness. That he created everything from nothingness into existence. Who are and that he is the creator. And that he renews with his kindness every day the acts of the beginning of creation. And the fact that Hashem creates, gives life to everything. 
this has been already established, that knowledge has been established, believe called Yisrael, in the heart of all Jews, Maminim Bnei Maminim, those who believe, the sons of believers, Dam Koyde Matantayda, even before Matantayda. Shehidiyazu, this knowledge, he bechinas, Hargoshe Benefesh, that is sort of felt in the soul, Kimoi Be'iya, that is like a vision. What's new is, we didn't come up with a new idea that uh, Hashem created the world and everything else. Because this was something which was set in the knowledge of all Jews, Mamini Bnei Mamidim, also before Matutayra. Because Shidiyazu, he bechinas hargoshe benefesh. That is something which we feel, it's felt in our souls, just like we see. In other words, the Jewish people already had a sense, and it's not just like having a sense about knowing something which is, could be questioned. In other words, they have sort of a, uh, like something that you see. Something that you see, you know, it's set in your heart. You really believe what you see. So say, for example, uh, somebody would ask you a question about how could it possibly be. So if somebody tells you something and then they challenge what you heard, then, you know, they can challenge you. Then you have a question, you're not sure. But something that you actually seen with your eyes, now they can ask you questions, but you, they can't say that you didn't see it because you saw it yourself. Sometimes when a person really believes something and really knows that it is that way, uh, it doesn't matter that you didn't physically see it, but it's just like it's called like you're seeing it with your soul, because you are so certain about it that it's been sort of established in your soul that nobody, you know, you may have a question, but you don't really, you can't really challenge the person. And the reason is because we actually physically see You see there's the heaven, the earth, and everything that it's in it. You know, some people will say to you, no, this, this is it was a big bang or something, you know, they'll try to explain theories. Other people, you know, they, it don't make sense to them. If they see there is here, it has to be somebody created them. It doesn't make sense to say. To them, they're convinced without a doubt that somebody created these things. These things didn't come here by themselves. There's no way they can come by themselves. Now, other people may try to want to explain it, give reasons, or try to rationalize it. But to some people, when they see it, or the Jewish people who have that amuna in their heart, the fact that they see a world out there, they know that somebody created it. They know that it didn't make itself. They know this doesn't, this didn't just happen. It's not, it's not happening. Now, of course, people who get involved with science and and know particular, they can even more later on tell you because they can see how impossible, it's improbable that all these details, <laughs> millions and millions of, of 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 different pieces working, everybody in harmony and together to do to. We'll also come to that conclusion, but for that you got to study, you got to know, you got to be a scientist. But even in the simple level, people see the shemaim ve'orzuchashibah. We know that a per, some nothing makes itself. You don't make itself. So there has, and basically by them it's umebisori echzelaka. 
it's from my flesh that I can see God. Meaning, from the human experience of our own bodies, we can sort of visualize God too. Just like a person senses the soul of the man. How, do you, how, how does a person sense his soul? He sees that he's alive. He sees that he's in existence. So, you know that you're alive. So you see you're alive. So the, the world is like a big body. So the world is alive too. Somebody created, somebody made all this. It's not just over there. So you see it. So then, it turns out that Hashem by Matan Torah was not coming to identify himself and saying, yeah, I am here, I exist. That's not what the purpose was because that was something that was known to them. So, what did God teach us in Matan Torah? Is that Anoichi Hashem Elikecha is Hoinyan Hu. So, what did He teach us over there? What did He let us know then? Is because Kihine Pirush Havaya. What is the meaning when we talk about Hashem, the word of Havaya? What is the literal translation of the words of Hashem? The word the way it's. I mean, I'm not pronouncing it, but the lotion of Havaya. What does it translate us? So. The translation is that he creates everything that has been created. He brings into being everything. Because the word means that he is uh, creates. And then you have the yud. It's yud hoive, right? Because it's yud kei vav kei. So hoive is only part of the word. The Yud that teaches us al hasmodas hapaula on the continuously of the act. Um, in the Hebrew grammar, when you have a Yud in the front of it, that tells you that this thing is always taking place. It's like a continuous. Kimoy has in the meaning of the word kocha yase iyev kolayom. So Eve would do all days. So the Yud makes it a constant that it's always happening. Kulaymar. So what does Yud Hoive mean? What does the constant Hoive mean? Shatomid Mahavel Machadish Ma'ain Liyesh. That Hashem is constantly, He's always recreating and bringing into, renewing everything from ex nihilo into existence. He takes everything. He brings everything into being, from nothingness into, into being. So, now we're going to say, so what is the function, or what is the level of the name of Havaya? That's the level in which everything is brought into being. So our basic relationship to, to, to Hashem is to the level of Havaya, because we are brought into being through the Shem Havaya, it's, which means God himself is removed from the Shem Havaya because he is not involved in the creation himself, in his essence. But then he has his name, which is the name of Havaya, which functions as the energy that creates everything from nothingness into existence. Hagam uh, Although, to Hashem's greatness, there is no investigating. We know we can't even investigate it. We have no ability to investigate the Which means, 
that in essence that says Pashtus Gidulose, that the expansion of Agam of, of God's greatness, Hulamaila Ada in Kates, it's above without an end. So there's no limit to Hashem's greatness. But Mikomakoim, yet nevertheless, Hadahoilamois Bahanivroim. So but the world and those that were created created But the created beings that come from Hashem are limited and do have boundaries. He is limitless, but he creates things that are finite. That's what Hashem creates. Now, what makes this jump? What hap- what makes from infinite to finite, that's the Shem Havaya. The Shem Havaya is the one that is the bridge, sort of, that changes it from infinite to become down in the level of finite, in a limited. Because the world is as Misper Elif Alofim. He's quoting from the Gemara that even though there is a huge, huge number, it's 10,000 times 1,000, we're talking about the angels and the different creations that Hashem created. But Still, it's not limitless. It's still, there's a limit to it. It's a finite number. Or when we use the expression that that from the earth going to the sky, it says it takes Shon, it takes 500 years to walk. Uh, it's a distance of 500 years. Okay? Chulu. So, Hashem creates all these things. So notwithstanding that there are limited things that He creates, these don't affect a change in Hashem. What does it mean it didn't change? It's not similar, it's not the same as the soul which vitalizes the body. So the way the soul vitalizes the body, what he wants to say is that God still remains removed from the world, notwithstanding that he energizes the world. By a human being, the soul of the person which energizes the person's body, uh, the soul itself becomes affected by what takes place in the body because the soul dresses up within the body. But Hashem remains removed from the world, so the big, the large body. So. What takes place in the world is really of no consequence to Hashem. It doesn't really affect Hashem at all. Because it's only the Shem Havaya, as we're going to learn, that associates with the world. But Hashem Himself is, remains removed. Bahainu. Uh, and the reason is, so we're saying is, So to speak, the infinite blessed light of Himself is not, so to speak, He doesn't dress up himself in the world to vitalize them, and to create them from ex nihilo into existence. It's only a ray, there's only a shine from Hashem's name alone. As the verse says, so that means that Hashem's name is higher and it's by itself and only the ray is on the earth and even so uh, uh, even this level is only 
Al Eretz is only on the earth. So, all the creations of all the levels, the upper levels from the highest level, only come in a level of Ziv, in a level of a ray. As the verse says, that Chochma comes from the level of Ayin. Shehu ayin ve'efes, which is ayin ve'efes. Ve'enei toifes mokoim, and it doesn't take up any place. Meaning that um, they don't really affect Hashem in any way because they don't they don't take up any place. Meaning that they don't uh, they're not important. At him, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't uh, uh, really. It's, it's it's like if we would say something in him unimportant that doesn't affect. You know what a what an ant is doing on the floor would not uh, does not take care. The person doesn't care. He doesn't. It doesn't affect him. Basically, what it means is that Hashem Himself, what takes place with the world and all these things, doesn't really matter to him. There's no. He doesn't have any, he's not invested in it. He's not uh, connected in this. The Hainu, Bechina Zibilvat. Bechina Zibilvat. Bechina Zibilvat. We're going beyond the brackets here. Okay. So now, it's all in a way of a ray alone. So what does come down to the world to create the world? What does dress up is merely a ray. It's merely a shine. It's only a fraction. It's a contracted part. The Zibzah Nimshach. So this ray extends by means of a contraction and expansion. So now he's going to say that this is the le- level of Hashem, Yudke Vovke, and the image, the, the picture of the letter actually represents the way this shine, this light, the way it comes down into the world. Because the first letter is a Yud. A yud is only a very small dot. And then the second letter is a letter hey. A hey is a very wide. Actually, it has both height and width. You know, in the Hebrew alphabet, some have length, some have width. And the yud is only a dot. So the way it works is you have a yud and a hey. So the, that's the beginning of the name of Hashem. It contracts and then it expands. So in other words, it takes all the light from the Ein Sof contracts it, and then it brings it down and it expands it. It comes down through a Tzimtzum and an expansion. Shubichinas Yud, which is level of Yud, Shubichinas Hey. So what does it accomplish? So that that is to contract and to hide. Ziv that it should only be revealed only a ray. That's the function of the Yud and the K. Then you have the second letters of the Shem of Hashem, is the Vav and the He that follow, the Vav and the K that follow. Then you have extending and expansion in the level of Vavki. So you have the level of Avayi, which is the general of all the world, 
and also in detail. All the Ishtar Shemilel Olu Hakoil Bebchinas Havaye Tzimtzum B'Yispashtus. It's all in the level of Havaye in a way of contraction and expansion. Achagoyrem Liyos Tzimtzum Zeh. So, the Shem Havaye is the level of the light, is the shame, is the light, which is contracted, which comes down to create the finite things, right? So basically, you have Hashem, Anoichi, the higher level, and you have the Shem Hashem, and then you have the created beings, right? We're talking about three things over here. We're talking about the Ein Sof, we're talking about the Shem Havaya, which creates them, and we're talking the beings that are created. So now the question becomes, so we're saying that the Anoichi Hashem himself, the Ein Sof, isn't invested in all this. And that's why it's not unlike the body that is filled with the, with the soul. It's, it's, uh, it's not connected. And then you have the level of the Shem Havaya. Then you have Shem Havaya, which creates, which takes that level of Ein Sof, contracts it, and brings it down into the Vavke. But what causes, here is the question, what causes, since it doesn't affect the Anochi, what causes Anochi to come down into Havaya? What provokes Anochi? What provokes the higher level? Since the, the lower level, the created being, have no connection there, why would he make Havaya, why would he create everything if they don't mean anything to him? So he uses the Shem Havaya to sort of communicate to create the worlds. But why would he use the Havaya to create the worlds if the worlds don't mean anything to him? So what, what, what causes Hashem, so to speak, to get the process into place that the Havaya should create? So he says... What causes to be this country, this contraction? And this uh, creation. Because the Pasik says, That Havaya is only Hashem's name. So who gives Hashem his name? Why does he have this name? This is only a name which is for somebody else. When we say a name, a name represents a level of someone which is not his essence. The name of a person is not his essence. Why does a person need a name? A person needs a name so that somebody else can refer to him. But it's not himself. He himself doesn't need a name. It is not from the essence of the item itself. But rather, whoever I am, so he says, Hashem, his essence, so to speak, So when he says, Anoichi, you mean me, myself. It's not my name. We don't call it by the level of a name. In order to be, In order to extend the level of Avaya, To create the world in the level of Shem Avaya, to fill the world in the chain reaction, the descent of the levels, from the level of from the level of which is not 
captured in the limits of the world, and he is holy and he's separated, and he's not called a name. So now we're trying to bring down on the Anoichi to make Avaya, but Anoichi isn't connected to the world. How do we do that? Anoichi Hashem. Why does Anoichi do Hashem? Is because because I'm your God. What does it mean? Because I am Elekecha, I am your God, which is the Jewish people. Through that you yidn. You draw down within you godliness. That way you also bring down a value from the level of Anoichi. Because this matter depends on the arousal of below. In other words, we, the Jewish people, have the ability to arouse that anoichi. Through the mitzvahs. Because the mitzvahs are Hashem's mitzvahs. The mitzvahs of Havaya, we said before. Because they're hanging and they're hinted in the name of Havaya. There's those that are hinted in the Yud and those in the Just as the person does it below, he also arouses about the level of Yud. Just to give you a, a quick idea what he says here, and just to give a quick idea what he says here. So basically, he says, the Jewish people have the power and they impact everything that goes on in creation, basically. Is when we when we do the mitzvahs, and the mitzvahs is we provoke the Shema Vaya. So we help that the Anoichi should come down. We are the ones that sort of are getting the whole motions, everything into motion, everything to go. When we do mitzvahs, when we do Torah, when we do our obligation to Hashem, we have the power for Hashem to come down Anoichi, to come down Navaya, for Avaya to create the world. I mean, all these things that we learned here is require uh, more, uh, I guess, more explanation a little bit, uh, not to prolong it. But we'll get, you know, we'll get started in a few minutes. We'll get started slichas already. And uh, in case some people have started here, it was like a, maybe a little bit mix-up to start slichas so late. We should have started maybe like we do a whole day. We should have started at 8 o'clock. He told Alan 8.30. He told me 8.30. Okay. All right, so until we get started, we'll, we'll make sure to get started exactly in time or... Uh, but Alan usually doesn't come exactly in time anyways. No. Does he? No. Uh, not, well, I don't know, but he asked me what time it started. Yeah, okay. Okay, okay.